Well, tonight I want to speak to you on the very last part of our message series entitled, What God Has Already Given You. For the last couple of weeks, we've talked about specific portions of the Bible where God does not say, I might give you something, or if you work a certain way, you can earn something. We've talked about concrete facts, concrete gifts, concrete blessings that God gives his children that he's already given. We talked about from Galatians 5.1, it was for freedom that Christ has set us free four weeks ago. We talked about how God has given you freedom already. We talked about the, the week after that, 1 Corinthians 15.57, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ and how God has already given you victory. We talked about last week, thank you Jesus, how God has already given his miracle working power. And tonight I want to speak to you about something that many Christians don't have. Peace. I want to speak tonight about God has already given you peace. If you have your Bible, turn me to John 14, 27 tonight. John chapter 14, 27. John 14, 27. I'll be reading from the New International Version. And while you're standing, or while you're uh, looking that up, um, I came across this story. There was a, a man and a wife, and they'd been married for many years, and all of a sudden the, the wife says to the husband, what are you doing? And the husband says, nothing. And she goes, what do you mean? You've been standing at our marriage certificate for over an hour. He goes, I'm looking for an expiration date. Thank you, Freddie. Tonight I want to speak to you about the peace of God. If you have your Bibles, look at me at John 14, 27 tonight. John 14, 27. And here's what the word of God says. Jesus says these words. Very, very, very profound. Jesus says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not be afraid. I'm telling you, I don't know a scripture. The United States of America needs more. How many of you know people that their hearts are troubled? They look at CNN and Fox and MSNBC and they just, their hearts are troubled. Maybe you're one of them. I, I don't know if there's a scripture that our country needs more. That The end of that verse says, do not be afraid. I know millions of Americans who are afraid and tonight, God says, you can have my peace. And so I want to talk to you about God's desire for you and for me, no matter what we're going through in life, hallelujah, to have his peace. Would you just pray with me? Lord, thank you so much for tonight, for your word. And God, I just thank you. God, I'm excited about what you're going to do here tonight. Father, I thank you that you have already given us your peace. Father, I pray that you just remove any distractions tonight. I just ask you in the name of Jesus, Lord, to help every person that's here to receive and to understand and to believe your promise for their life. God, I pray that you'd keep people from the pit of average. In Jesus' name, amen. Why don't you look at your neighbor and say, I'm blessed. 
Okay, wait, wait. You guys need uh, a little juice in the caboose tonight. <laughs> I want you to look to your neighbor and say, I'm blessed and highly favored. Friends, can I tell you, God wants to keep you out of the pit of average. God does not want you in the pit of average. And many Christians, they're saved. If they die, they go straight to heaven. But they don't have an everlasting peace in their life. I know Christians, they're missing peace, and they spend so much time working to try to compensate for the lack of peace. They spend so much time being stingy with their money to try to compensate for the lack of peace. They spend so much time doing different things in their lives. And friends, tonight, God wants you to have a peace that passes all understanding. I love it that what we saw that video tonight, that Jesus himself, he is the Prince of Peace. And tonight I want to give you four facts about the peace that God has already given you. Now you might be here tonight and you might say, well Barry, I don't need this message tonight. Everything's going great. Not for long. (laughs) I don't care how godly you are, things can't go great all the time. But you can have God's peace all the time. Let's look at four facts about God's peace tonight. Let's look at number one here tonight. First of all, God's peace can only be found in Jesus. Uh, You know, many times we think people that aren't Christians are materialistic. I know plenty of Christians who are materialistic. Many times we think that it's only people that aren't Christians that are concerned about what other people think or or they're concerned about the titles before their names. I know a lot of Christians that are concerned about the titles before their names. You know what my favorite title is? There's two of them. Son of God and husband of Kelly Young. If I got those two titles, I can't be a more rich man. And tonight I want to start out that the first fact is that God's peace can only be found in Jesus. And you know why sometimes Christians don't have peace? Because they try to find peace in the church. There's a big difference between looking for peace in the church and looking for peace in Jesus. Friends, Crown Point Church is not perfect because you're here. And I'm here. Listen to me. We want you to be hard to offend. Look at your neighbor and say, be hard to offend. Oh, man, I mean, I tell you, how many marriages would be stronger if people were hard to offend? How many people would have greater relationships with their sons and daughters if they were really hard to offend? Well, what I want to tell you tonight is that some people look for peace in the church, and it can't be found in men or women. It can only be found in growing deeper with Jesus. And let me start out here with John 14, 27, the first part of that verse. Here's what it says. Jesus says this, my peace I leave with you. Now, underline, I leave with you. So guess what? Jesus was crucified. He died and he rose from the grave. What did he do? He left you his peace. You have it. If you're a son or a daughter of God, you have the peace of God. No doubt about it. That's what the word says. You can argue with me to you're blue in the face, but the word of God says Jesus left his peace. For you, for me. He left it here. So let me give you a couple thoughts concerning that. First of all, is that Jesus, hmm, he's the author of peace. I looked that up in Webster's. Here's what Webster's, here's how Webster's defines author. The writer or the creator. So, so wherever you are in life, 
If you need peace so you can sleep at night, or peace so you can get through the day, or peace so you can exist in a relationship, here's the good news. Jesus is the author. He's the writer. He's the creator of peace. You know, there are certain things that very young cannot create. So if you come to me, I've got to go out. There are times that people come to me for counseling. And a lot of times I might be able to meet with somebody and meet in the word and prayer. And, but there are certain times people come to me for counseling. It, it's just beyond me. That I know that it's a, it, it's a situation that, that really needs a professional. That that's all they do is counsel. So what do I have to do? I have to go outside of myself. But here's what I love about Jesus. <laughs> he never goes outside of himself. Because he's the creator, he's the writer, he's the author of peace. And let me give you the second thought here. Is that very simply, Jesus is peace. First of all, he's the author of peace. And then Jesus, he is peace. Oh, I'll tell you something right now. There is nothing like when you have God's peace in your marriage. Look at me, friends. Millions of Christians do not have God's peace in their marriage. There's nothing like it when you have God's peace in your family. And I want to tell you tonight that Jesus says, my peace I leave with you. So let me just get in your seat tonight. If you don't have God's peace, it's your fault. Oh, I'm preaching better than you're amening tonight, but I'm going to stay on this. If you don't have God's peace, it's nobody's fault but yours. He's given you Jesus. He's given you his peace. And no matter what mistakes you've made, God can give you his peace. No matter who's kicked you or knifed you in the back, you can have God's peace. But it's only in Jesus. I came across this story, and and this story just blew my mind, and so I want to make sure I don't butcher it. Fan Tai Kim Punch was a nine-year-old girl during the Vietnam War. The United States of America was bombing all over Vietnam. And in one of the bombing raids, her village was hit. This nine-year-old girl lost three of her siblings to death through the bombs. 50% of her body had third-degree burns. When they would try to, uh, to treat her, when they would just touch her body that had been burnt, she would go unconscious because the pain was so overwhelming. Throughout her life, finally, she escaped Vietnam before it totally collapsed and became communist. She had to go through surgery, procedure after procedure, the skin grafting, and all that painful treatment. And, and you know what, to this day, still not totally repaired. But here's what happened. This young woman turned to Jesus and got saved. She left Vietnam and she went to Canada and she married a Christian man. And here's a true story. In 1996, she spoke at a Vietnam veterans memorial and she laid a wreath and she spoke these words of forgiveness. These are not mine, these are hers. Even if I could talk face to face With the pilot who dropped the bombs, I would tell him we cannot change history, but we should try to do good to we should try to do good things for the present and for the future to promote peace. You know why she could be like that? Because she encountered Jesus. 
Her body was scarred. She had gone through years of pain, but she could issue those words. What does Jesus say in Matthew 5? Blessed are the peacemakers. Friends, tonight, you know what I've noticed is sometimes when people's lives, all hell is broken loose. Sometimes the only thing they need is the peace of God. Now, if you're here tonight and you've had the peace of God in your life, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, there's times where you just, it's almost euphoria. I can't describe it. You either have had it or you haven't. But God wants you to have his peace. Number two. Okay, so let's talk about the second fact tonight about the peace of God. Number two, here's what the word says. Look at me at verse 27. It says, my peace... I give you. So Jesus here, he's making sure you understand. The first part of that verse, he says, my peace I leave with you. And here's what the second part. The second part, he says, my peace now not only do I leave it, but I give it. Number two. Here's the second fact tonight about the peace of God. Number two, God's peace. It's a present from God. He uses the word give, which is a synonym of gift. God's peace, it's a present to you and me. You you know there are people that are multimillionaires tonight and they don't have God's peace. There are people that are political leaders and they wield a great amount of power, but they don't have peace. So number two, God's peace, it is a present from God. Now here's why we need God's peace, because we make stupid mistakes that are oftentimes hard to overcome. How many of you have ever done something stupid and when you look back it just makes you laugh because you can't believe how stupid you were? Not everybody's relating, so let me help you relate. How many of you know somebody who's done something so stupid that you can't believe they did it? Oh, man. I want to say something about Kelly, but I want to keep a good marriage, so I'm not even going to say it. Amen. I'm telling you, we need God's peace because we make stupid mistakes, don't we? I came across this, and, and this is true, and I don't want to butcher it. Um, there was a young gal named Vicki Siles. She was 35, and she lived in New Haven, Indiana. She received a $1 check from her insurance company. True story. You know what she did? Vicki Siles took this $1 check and she rearranged the numbers to make it say $4 million. Then she went to her local check cashing company and tried to cash the check. She thought that she could just walk out of there with $4 million. Immediately she was arrested. When she went to trial, the judge knew that she was so stupid and acted in such ignorance, he commuted the sentence and let her go. Now, that might sound kind of funny to you or me, but we've done a lot of things that stupid, haven't we? I mean, can can I tell you one stupid thing I said? I mean, this is stupid. You You know how when you're early on in marriage, Kenneth, and you don't know what's appropriate to say to your wife and what's not? I'll never forget, my wife and I, we just got married. I mean, we were blind and in love. I mean, we just, man, we were just having a great... Great, 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 great time. 
and it was our first winter in our very first house that we ever owned. Now, I'm not talking about something we rented. We owned it. And it was this really cool condo in Smithville, Missouri, right on the lake, just a little small condo. And we had this, not on Smithville Lake, but on this little private lake. The only problem is there was this really steep hill uh, to our, um, our back garage. And um, one time we encountered a great amount of snow. I mean, you know when we get those periodic snow and ice together? And so I, Kelly could not get her car uh, up the drive to, tr- to get out. And so I'm back there, and uh, you know, one of us was going to have to push, and the other was going to have to drive. And so I at least had the sense to know that I needed to be the one that pushed. <laughs> and so I'm here, and I'm getting everything ready, and I've got this path totally dug out. I mean, I've looked at it. I've, I've got it dug out here. I mean, we're totally ready. If, if, if once I say go, Kelly hits the gas, I know beyond any shadow of a doubt, with her car and with my brute strength, we're going to push that thing right out of there. And I'll never forget, as soon as I said go, and I don't know what Kelly did, but she didn't do it right. And all of a sudden, I looked at her and I said, how can you not figure this out? You've got a master's degree. And all of a sudden, as soon as it came out of my mouth, I'm like, I didn't mean to say that. I was talking to somebody else. We all make stupid mistakes at times. That only God's peace can help us get through. Let's look at another thought here. And by the way, I want to say this not to cover that story up, but I fully admit Kelly is much more intelligent than I do. You know, I don't even know how much money we have. <laughs> Kelly does all of our finances I have, she, she, because I trust her 100%. But let's go to the second part here. We can have peace because God will help us overcome our mistakes. Okay, so... Here's what I've noticed a lot of times, just as being a pastor. I mean, I'm telling you, I've heard some weird stuff. I mean, I'm telling you, you hear some I can't imagine what Catholic priests hear. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't got to tell me nothing. I'm serious. You never, ever have to come to my church or my office and confess anything. I'm serious. 1 John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us. But still, I have people that come to my office and want to confess sins. So I can't imagine what Catholic priests hear. I'm thankful I don't hear what they hear. Well, what, what happens is when I've seen people come to my office, and by the way, you're always welcome. Notice I'm not giving any details about what's been said. But oftentimes what happens is somebody will come to my office and they're overwhelmed because a mistake has been made and you don't know how it's going to be overcame. Listen to me. We can have God's peace because there's not a mistake we can make that he can't turn around. I can have God's peace that no matter what stupid things come out of my mouth, God can turn it around. You can have God's peace because whatever you're facing, no matter what form or or what way the devil would attack your life, God can turn it around. I remember when Kelly and I, when we moved here to Crown Point, we bought this home and and the basement wasn't finished. And I said, don't finish the basement. I'll finish it. And so me and Kelly's dad and Keith Ferguson, we began to finish the basement. And I remember one time just me and Keith were working. And I don't know what I did, Doug, but I just created a massive hole right in the wall. Boom! 
And I mean, I was scared to death. And Keith said, Barry, don't worry about it. Keith is really good at money and taping. Boom. He covered it in mud. And you, you'd never know the, the hole was there. I was worried. Kelly was upstairs. And I was like, she has no idea what I've just done. Keith had no worry at all because he knew he could cover it. And can I tell you, that's how it is with God. We get worried and God's like, oh, don't worry about it. I got it covered. I didn't know how Keith was going to do it. But I could just tell him the look in his face, he wasn't worried at all. And if you're here tonight, that's how it works with God. And you say, oh, Barry, you don't understand. No, I do understand. If God says he can cover it, he can cover it. Let me give you the third fact about peace tonight. Number three here, very quickly. Number three. Look, look, verse 27 says at the third part of the verse. It says, these are Jesus' words. I do not give to you as the world gives. Man, thank God for that. How many of you thankful that God doesn't give as this world gives? Okay, you must not know how God gives because nobody's excited here. <laughs> how many of you are thankful that God does not give like this world gives? Man, I'm telling you, how many of you, you thought somebody was giving you a gift and it was good, and then all of a sudden you found out there was a price? <laughs> How many of you, you bought something and you had no idea what was wrong with it? How many of you, somebody lied or cheated or manipulated you into getting into some deal? You know what I love about God? He does not give as this world gives. Hallelujah. With God, you don't have to check it out before you want to get involved. With God, he gives not stingy, but in liberality, he does not give as this world gives. So let me give you the third fact tonight about God's peace. Number three, God's peace is not based on human understanding. It's not. I'm telling you right now, friends, if you can think of a way out, God probably won't use that way. If, have you ever, you're ever praying, oh God, meet this need, meet this need, meet this need. And then he meets it, but a whole different way. He answers your prayer, but in a whole different way. Friends, I want to tell you something. The peace of God is not found in human understanding. We can't figure out how he can forgive our sins. We can't figure out how he can heal any person's body. We can't figure out how he can change the most hurtful, horrible decision. Can I tell you what happened at Tiffany Fellowship, my home church, where I grew up, where I was filled with the Holy Spirit, preached my first sermon, got baptized, got married. We had a young girl born in that church. Her name was Brianna. This is a true story. And Brianna was born deaf. Totally. She might have had hearing at first and lost it. I can't remember. But I know as very young, she's totally deaf. And you know what our church did? They just prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. God, heal this girl. Never healed her. You know what happened? The mom learned sign language. Different people in that church learned sign language. Do you know what church started the largest sign language ministry in the city of Kansas City? My home church. You know what church just planted an entirely deaf church? Tiffany Fellowship. All because God allowed a baby girl to be born deaf. Tons of people are now Christians and in the kingdom of God. And a church on North Oak Traffic Way is alive today. And it wouldn't have happened 
if God would have said, instead of me healing this girl, I'm going to heal her in a different way. And so, friends, now you can have God's peace because he's going to meet your needs. He's going to answer your prayers, but he might answer them in a different way because he's got a bigger purpose. Let me give you a couple thoughts here tonight. First of all, is that to receive goods in this world, you have to pay for them. I'm telling you, don't you hate that? There's just nothing free. I love it. I love to get things free. Do I have an amen there? As a youth pastor, my motto was, if it's free, it's for me. That was my motto. But in this world, see, we can't comprehend that. Remember when I said you can't try to understand God's peace in the human understanding. This world, you've got to pay to get something. Um, Kelly and I, uh, you know, I told you years ago I joined Weight Watchers, lost all this weight. Well, I, we have a treadmill downstairs. And I mean, I'm telling you, I'm on that treadmill all the time. But you know what happens? A lot of times I leave that sucker on. You know, and like I get off of it, and I mean, I'm just so thankful to get off of it. <laughs> and, you know, I'll come back, and that thing's been left on for lots of hours. You know what? I don't worry. Because we paid for an extended warranty on that thing. Part of me kind of hopes it breaks down right before the warranty goes out so I can get a new one. But, but see, that's how it works in this world is that we've got to pay. You know, you don't have to pay for God's peace. We just have to receive it. Let me give you the second thought here tonight, how to have God's peace. is to receive goods in this world, you've got to qualify for those goods. Don't you hate that? Man, if you want a loan for your house, what do you have to do? You've got to qualify for it. If you want to get into college, what do you have to do? You've got to qualify. Can I give you good news tonight? You're already qualified. Boy, that's better preaching than your amen. I'm telling you, you're already qualified for God's peace. You have already qualified for his blessing to enjoy life. You're qualified. Let me give you the last fact about peace as Chris comes to play. Last fact about peace. Number four. Look at verse 27. The last words of Jesus on this subject in verse 27. He says, do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Number four. God's peace puts us. Ooh, I love this. Just get this in your spirit. God's peace, it puts us in a position of authority. Oh, God's peace puts us in a position of authority. And you know what, friends? I love it when Christians understand the authority they have. And apparently by your response, you don't realize the authority you have. (laughs) Friends, God's peace, it puts us in a position of authority. Have you ever been around somebody that they just speak and things just change? I mean, they come in, boom, 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 boom. Just speaks, and it gets done. I I was in trial today, not for me, but supporting one of our families, and I was in the trial, and I was just praying, and the judge came in. Guess what happened? Everybody stood up. He said, be seated. Everybody was seated. He said, later on, the jury came in, everybody get up. Everybody stood up. Everybody be seated. You know why? Because that judge had authority. He could change things and make them as he wanted them. God has given you the power of Jesus Christ to change things. Let me give you two truths here tonight as we close. Here's the first part. Is that God has decided. 
I love it when God decides. You ever have your parents and um, your parents make a decision and you know it's not a good decision and you challenge it and what's your dad say? I'm not changing it. This is it. You know what? God's decided you don't have to feel lousy. He's already decided it. God has decided you don't have to feel lousy. If you're here tonight and you don't have peace in your life, God has already made a decision. You don't have to feel that way. What's the word say? It says there, verse 27 at the end, do not be afraid. God has decided you don't have to be afraid. God has decided you don't have to hear, you don't have to be in fear. You don't have to feel lousy. Let me give you the second part here. God has already decided we don't need to live in fear. You know how God's decided that? Because of authority. I'm going to close with this story. There was a young man, Terry Virgo says this in his book called Lavish Grace of God. And Terry Virgo talks about, there was a young man, he was in the British Army. And after he got discharged, after he got discharged, he was walking off the base. And he undid his collar. And you know, he just loosened everything up. He just got discharged. And all of a sudden, the young man, he's just walking on the parade ground, and all of a sudden, this sergeant sees him. And all of a sudden, this sergeant runs over, soldier, soldier. And all of a sudden, the the young man says, I'm discharged. See you later, Sarge. And just strolls off. You know why? The young man had been discharged. He, He was let go. And what the devil tries to do to you and me is he tries to speak voices in our mind. You'll never accomplish this. Your marriage can't succeed. Your kids won't get saved. You'll never get it. Does that remind you of the devil's voice? Because he says that to you and me all the time. But you know what we can say to the devil? I'm discharged. <laughs> I'm no longer underneath your authority anymore. <laughs> How many of you know, before we knew Jesus, we were underneath the devil's authority? <laughs> Before I knew Jesus, I was going to hell on a fast ticket. But I'm no longer underneath the devil's authority anymore. So that sergeant could yell at that private. His face could get blue. But guess what? He no longer has the authority to discipline the private because he's discharged. And friends and I, I just want you to receive this. You're discharged. You no longer have to be unwhole. You no longer have to be filled with guilt. You no longer have to be in fear. You no longer have to be terrorized. You don't have to be worried. You don't have to be anxiety. You are discharged. Close with this. Jesus' words. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. Three things to leave with. In order to receive God's peace, here's three things you got to take with you. In order to receive God's peace, you cannot think rationally. It's not rational. It's not rational that we should be forgiven and not have to make up for our sins, but that's the truth. It's not rational that we should be able to make mistakes and that God could turn them around. It's not rational. But to have God's peace, it has nothing to do with the mind of man, but the mind of God. Number two, what to leave with. In order to receive God's peace, you need to know whatever you're going through, He is able. You've got to know that. You've got to know that whatever it is, He is able. Last thing tonight. In order to receive God's peace, 
You have to trust God to do what he said he will do. You have got to trust God to do what he said he will do. And God says to you and to me, he says. Genesis 50, 20, what the devil intended for harm, God turns around and uses for good. He says, Luke 1, 37, nothing is impossible with God. He says, Psalm 55, 22, cast all your cares upon me for I care for you. Tonight, God wants you to have his peace. Would you pray with me? Would you bow your hearts with me in prayer tonight? Father, thank you that you're a good God and that your mercy endures forever. Thank you, thank you, thank you.